187. I'm your host Aditya, and along with me, I have Abhishek. Good morning, everyone. 187. But listeners wondering why we took so long. There is a very scientific mathematical reason for it, which I discovered 30 seconds back. The reason why we have been late is that Sachin's test cap is 187, and we are recording the 187th episode here. Ah. So we yeah, I typed in Sachin 187 just to see if something comes up. Debut. He was the 187th Indian player to have been given that cap on 15th November 1989 against Pakistan, where he got hit by Wakar, and we know what all happened after that. Yes, very much so. That's an interesting trivia. 187th Test player. It's always there on the cap. He's the only guy who wears that the hat. Absolutely, you don't. We don't see that anymore. I think those caps are much better than what we have right now because it gives you. All round protection. Shane Warne used to wear it. He didn't like the baggy green so much as much as the other Australian players proudly wore it. He wore that white hat. Ajay Jadeja also used to use it a lot. Yeah, yeah, he used it to pocket quite a few checks too, but that came much later. <laughs> and he's been acquitted since that. Oh, and he also captained uh, Haryana. It's a big news because Sachin was playing in the opposite team, and it was the same Ajay Jadeja that we saw as we were growing up. He's fit, is he? Have you seen? Yeah, he doesn't seem to have a paunch or anything like that. I mean, he's back as captain now. He's not just the captain, but he's been, you know, scoring centuries and all. That's amazing. That only shows the state of our fast bowling attack in domestic I, cricket. And now that so, along with Sachin, even Ajit Agarkar is retiring. The lanky lad from Mumbai, the Bombay Duck. So many ducks in a row have overshadowed. His other performances, absolutely. Fastest 50 wicket haul in international yeah. cricket. Fastest 50 scored. You bet against Zimbabwe, but yeah, <laughs> 20, but still, he's got a century at Lords. At Lords, exactly. <laughs> so what happened to this guy? You know, we couldn't groom this talent or something. What happened? I mean, if someone read about this, he would almost sound like you know very close to Ian Botham. We, yeah. He hasn't played for six years, and still he's on the, at the thirteenth rank in the all-time wicket takers in one-day international cricket. He hasn't played an international for six years, so two eighty-eight wickets from one eighty-nine ODIs. Do you think he was looked upon as a Saurav Ganguly guy? For all the number of wickets he took, he gave away five runs per over, which in today's day and age will be considered economical. But during that time, he was always said that he, he takes wickets but he always has that boundary ball but he would take three wickets but that wasn't what we were looking for i think during that time what we had sinath prasad and well two and a half part time bowlers Ag- agarkar didn't have uh, a place in the team unfortunately and he recently captained mumbai, mumbai. yeah to to its 40th yeah. ranji title he also retired from first class cricket by the way so he didn't stagger it like sachin tendulkar <laughs> sachin can do what he likes You had gone to one K day about a year back to watch his hundredth century. Yad mat dila. He scored 93 or 90. He was on 91 overnight, and the third ball he faced, he did a uppercut. It went for a six. Oh, he did. Yeah, and so everyone was very excited. He was on you know 97 or something, and then he got out, and everybody left the stadium. So people got in at around 8:30, and people left around 9:30. Was it a weekday? It was a weekday. Yeah, office day. It ended up Ashwin scored a century that day. Between the time when Sachin has not scored a century, Harbhajan scored back-to-back centuries. Harbhajan scored. 
अश्विन एज कोड सेंचुरी देर इज अगर कर एट लॉर्ड वंस अपॉन अ टाइम अगर कर मस्ट एज तुम कुछ भी बोलो बस ये So it's got mm-hmm. all these big ones from the 70s and 80s I can't remember them but there you have Ajit Agarkar somewhere he scored yeah. just just about a little more than 100 I think he got out on 100 exact dot on 100 we lost the match I'm sure but nobody can take that away from him ah it was Dilip Venserkar who has 300s at lords which is the highest by any overseas player oh really yeah he's from our college podar for the ones who are listening and want to know more so what's next manna de passed away sadly a career that spanned 70 years yari hai iman mein ta yaar he's the one who sang that one. he's the one who sang that yeah, and he, he did a good job you came close to doing a I bad job and meri zahra zabi that was him too right oh that was beautiful from waqt and zindagi kaise ye paheli hai from anand paheli that one is one of my favorite songs anand had a few awesome songs wo kahi dur jab din dhal jaye and all those things yeah mandade is actually his stage name did you know that prabodh chandrade is his actual name what would your stage name be abhishek i have the underrated or underachieved first names in the history of indian cinema i only yeah. have that <laughs> babies babies by default are named abhishek <laughs> not just that it's abhishek i'm talking about abhishek that's, kumar that's, that's true and the last name also is a pretty default one in in kumar but i was talking about abhishek bachchan who is the biggest underachieved or oh. yeah that is so I, i i don't think i need a stage name aditya mathre might just need the last name doesn't sound very bollywoodish you might need to add a kumar there that's true on june 8th he was admitted in icu in bengaluru after a chest infection and which gave rise to other complications and on 24th of october he passed away as a result of a cardiac arrest and he was active until he was 85 and much much later as well he was actually doing a few concerts he would be seen wearing that kashmiri cap his last performance was in back in 2012 so not wow. he was performing until he was 90 then he was more than 90 393 oh that is amazing and apparently he withdrew from film songs citing lack of good quality of music and bad pictureization he's got an autobiography where he writes that he was a fan of rehearsals and I, i'll quote he says i'm of the opinion that repeated rehearsals enables a singer to grasp the real meaning of the lyrics and master the intricacies of the melody thereby enriching the quality of his performance a few days back i was listening to the radio where sunidhi chavan says that these guys get about 15 to 30 minutes of notice before knowing what the actual song is the lyrics are and what the tune is so they have just really yeah she said that that the song every 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 metal lut gaya with which was i thought sung pretty well she was given half an hour to master it the rehearsal come the final thing pretty much they happened the same day so obviously the quality of music will go down he he refused to sing in tamil for which he later won a national award because his daughters would laugh at him when he would pronounce certain words in tamil in that song so he was so embarrassed he said no 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 i don't want to sing it and he mastered it so well that he went on to win a national award which will uh, i am not sure if if it happens in today's music after what i heard india's most accomplished female voice in this industry say 
that they get half an hour to rehearse because there is one person who sings the song before they walk into the studio and these guys yeah. listen to that artist and they mimic that artist so i had met one person in the train once he said that there is this song in bunty and bubbly where uh, i don't know which one but sonu nigam has to sing in a very high pitched voice yeah. and if sonu nigam is not in the mood on that day or if he cannot pull that uh, what what the backup singer yeah, yeah thank you for making it short and sweet yeah <laughs> backup singer yeah he is so there are there are backup singers who get 5000 to 15000 a day for a song i think that was during those days it must be normal and not new it must be happening everywhere but the rehearsal time is baffling it you can't just walk in and do it for half an hour and plus during these guys they actually did one shot recordings they had to sing the whole song in one shot right with the live orchestra all that practice actually made even more sense right now you got a good audio engineer you know i can sound like lata mangeshkar no you can probably sound like kishor kumar son amit kumar but amit kumar <laughs> But, but yeah, yeah. Sonu Nigam in another interview on radio was saying they can record just one word that gets uh, you know stitched in. That wasn't the case before. In fact, in one song, Kishore Kumar and Asha Bosle were singing, and Asha Bosle sings out of cue, or out of line. It wasn't her line, and then she right. sings, and then she stops in the in the middle, and then they still continue the recording. And after the recording. Asha Bosle says oh I'm sorry Kishorda I shouldn't have sung and what do we do should we do it again and there is an extra word that she is put in doesn't look good so he said don't worry about it I'm the director and the actor I'll just put my hand on the heroine's mouth when she starts to sing and I'll continue my part so they <laughs> it, it, yeah <laughs> these things will never happen today these these little things and this was a true story this Asha Bosle says that in one of whatever one oh, of wow song. that's awesome yeah. uh, coming back to Mannade he sang around I have hold up it for this 1262 songs in bengali 356 non bengali films 46 ravindra sangeet songs in bengali 84 sham sangeet 35 songs in bhojpuri 2 in magad 1 song in maithili 13 punjabi film songs 5 non filmy songs 2 songs in assamese 7 in oriya 85 in gujarati 55 in marathi 5 film songs in kannada 1 nepali movie as well and 2 malayalam songs this is genius isn't isn't that right how awesome exactly. is com- complete genius in fact lata mangeshkar said told him once that your marathi pronunciation is more impeccable than a learned marathi brahmin and bachan approached him and discarded many many singers and approached him to recite madhushala and manade is a bengali i think he has something with diction and pronunciation i guess absolutely pehla national film award ko mila 1969 is when he won his first national film award for mere huzur in the film mere huzur afterwards the next significant one was of course beech beech mein he kept winning all these awards 1971 another national film award padmashri in 71 after that padma bhushan in 2005 dada saheb phalke award in 2007 which is the topmost award right when it comes to performing arts yes and he was taught by his uncle krishna chandra who was blind by the way his uncle oh. and and he was such a renowned singer of uh, kirtans and classical music that he also performed on the stage and people wouldn't know that he was blind he would rehearse so vigorously that he would know at what steps is the heroine at what steps is so and so prop and he actually did a film and he was a handsome man and people didn't know that he was blind until somebody pointed out so he was a strict man and manade worked with him or learned under him 
Wow. During those days, there was also another thing. You know, when you had to sing live for a radio, you only had three minutes. After which, you would just get cut off, <laughs> or or you would get a signal, and there would be a light, a green light and a red light, which would tell the singer, "Boss, time up." This uncle apparently would sing and improvise classical music so well, and he somehow knew, and he would finish three or four seconds before the red light would come up. So he was that good. Timing. Yeah, yeah. He's got a bunch of awards. And there are a couple of very awesome awards that he has won. First of all, I found it very interesting in that in 1985, he won the Lata Mangeshkar Award, awarded by Government of Madhya Pradesh. Another one is in 1990, he won the Shyamal Mitra Award by Mithun Fans Association. <laughs> now that is something, that is... <laughs> You got so that is a charming award. Not even Ganguly will not be awarded exactly. with, with something of that stature in cricket. However, he didn't have a very happy ending to his relationship with Bengal government mm-hmm. as such because after he fell sick, apparently his nephew stole his money and didn't have a lot of money for his medication. That's when his family had approached the Mamta government to help them out a bit. They didn't hear back. After he passed away, when the government officials, you know, offered a state cremation for him. However, they denied, didn't talk to the government and went ahead with the cremation in Bangalore itself. On that sad note now, let me try and cheer you up a bit, Abhishek. Australian scientists have found gold growing in trees. So, if your father ever told you, you can now show him this article. Was that a Times of India? That is misleading, man. Come on. Yeah, that was the that Times is, of India. Times of India opening uh, paragraph. But I will give you marks for lending color. Lending okay. color to the piece. <laughs> Thank you. Those, those are the words that uh, one or two of my editors use when they have to tell me that, you know, it has a lot of color, which is great, but it lacks meaty analysis. And it's like, all right, my friend, I'll go back to it. I'll go back. I'll, I'll give you some analysis. That's, <laughs> this is a genuine compliment to you. It does have some color. And it is true that they have found certain eucalyptus trees. When they put the leaves of those trees under a microscope, they found that they had certain elements of gold in them. And a little more research found that the ground beneath was a bit of a gold mine. Is that right? Yes. And this was found in eucalyptus trees. Jiska roots are very strong and go very deep. And what they believe is, and what they bulletu, it is coming from Commonwealth Scientific and Industrial Research Organization. And it was published in Nature Communications, a world-renowned science magazine. They said that they have discovered trees in Australia and also in other places in the world, which can be used to locate gold deposits, which are almost 30 meters deep. And how this happens is basically that the roots go in looking for moisture. They suck in the gold particles along with the moisture also. And since it cannot be used by the tree, it is rejected and shows up in the leaves. Beautiful. How Just to come up with a hypothesis deserves <laughs> a big prize. However, it's not. I mean, people shouldn't get uh, go crazy about this. For, mm-hmm. It's not a lot of gold. It is said that around 500 trees growing over a gold deposit would contain, you know, only enough gold for a wedding ring, which is significant, I thought. And they are saying that uh, you could do this for not just for gold, but also for other minerals like iron, copper and lead in other parts of the world. Of course, you might not have eucalyptus there. Or you might have a banyan tree for all you know, but the roots which, which go deep. And it's good in another way that exploring gold or any other mineral for that matter takes takes up thousands of... Hello? Yeah, yeah. Go, ah, go thousands, of, thousands of dollars. <laughs> thousands of dollars. 
or sometimes a few million. So that this this stuff can be quite expensive, and this is an interesting way to spot minerals. <laughs> it's been about three months since we've recorded the last podcast, so it takes a, a little more time for the brain and the mouth to coordinate. So then you you started wondering whether I'm making sense or not. <laughs> No, I was actually distracted with other news relating to Australia when it came to trees. With the big wildfire that sprung in oh, Sydney, yeah. some 4.5 million people were advised to stay indoors. One man died of died of a heart attack. Thankfully, no, there were no casualties. But yeah, there was fire rage, raging in the Blue Mountains, that is 100 kilometers to the west of Sydney, and firefighters have been battling to stop it for the last week. 200 houses were destroyed. And there are some 60-odd isolated fires that have been burning in Australia. And Australians are saying they are the coolest people on earth, I think. The whole world is going crazy. BBC, Economist, Guardian, everyone's writing about it. And the Australians in the comment section are saying, hey, just relax. This is just another bushfire. We've been used to it. We've been grown up to this. We know when I go to buy groceries to the shop, I can smell grass or, you know, these hay stalks burning slowly and steadily somewhere. So we know this. This happens. Oh, wow. and, and yeah, and we are prepared for it. This is a serious problem out there, isn't it? And in the meantime, by the way, Patna had a serial blast. Eight bomb blasts went away. Of course, there were reactions coming in from all over the place. And Digvijay Singh, and it, I mean, you can say so much about the character of a person. Digvijay Singh, the General Secretary, Congress, says, Oh, what a coincidence, blast at Patna Railway on the day of Modi's rally. And Modi was supposed to be talking there. Of course, Prime Minister Singh, uh, Manmohan Singh condemned it. He does that quite uh, often. Yeah, he doesn't know what to do beyond that. So, the voter registration drive is going on. And then I came upon this article which basically says, trying times for parliamentary system. And it gives you pointed reason as to why there is nothing that you your vote can achieve. And it has been written by a member of parliament. It gives you a few statistics also. The monsoon session has planned 49 resolutions to be passed. Only three got passed. And in the first monsoon session ever in India ka parliament, there were 333 bills that were passed. The total working, total time spent by Lok Sabha in the first seven sittings of the monsoon session on legislative work. Kitna rahega? As per parliament ka record. Kitna hona chahiye? Pehla bata, then I'll give you a percentage. I think it is two hour session, right? Three session. In seven sittings, they have spent only 12 minutes on legislative work. And they don't work from home, do they? <laughs> That's not allowed. <laughs> right, so... I think they will be more productive by then. When When are the elections? April. It will be interesting if a new party comes... I might want to bet that that might happen. That is BJP. Are you going to vote for the new party? Though? I think I might just do that. I think it's illegal to say who you're going yeah, to Yeah, exactly. For. That's why I use the word I might. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. I, this word has been thrown across quite often in the last few days in the cricketing world, by the way. Because South African cricket team, and now we are transitioning to the next topic as we say, the South African cricket team allegedly was found tampering with the ball. And later the word allegedly was removed because there was enough evidence when one of the players, Faf Duplessis, while playing against Pakistan at Sharjah, he took the ball and he rubbed it against the zipper of his pockets, one of the pockets. So you have a zipper which hopefully helps things from falling outside your pocket while you're fielding. And he used it as a tool to roughen up one side of the ball which helps the bowlers to do what is called the reverse swing. And it's unfortunate he did that because South Africa were leading 
354 in the first innings. They went on to win the match. Their captain scored a century for the 27th time, Graham Smith. And there is this interesting statistic that each time Graham Smith has scored a century, uh, South Africa has never gone on to lose a game. And Graham oh. Smith has got 15-year international career. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so he has been docked 50% of his match fees and uh, no match ban. Five runs were awarded to Pakistan and the ball was changed then and there. But ball tampering for the first time, a team was reprimanded or a five run penalty was given since 2006 when England was playing Pakistan and Pakistan said, boss, you give us five run penalty, we are not taking the field. And then the match was awarded to uh, England, that particular match. This is the Afridi thing. No, not the Afridi thing. That was a foolish thing actually from umpire Daryl Hare. There was no evidence on the television screens as to who was doing it. He just took a call, he and Billy Doctor of the umpire. Then Afridi thing Uh, happened in 2010 where he bit into a ball as if it was an apple. And uh, there were some 27 cameras on him when he did that. (laughs) The team wasn't penalized five runs or anything, but Afridi was banned for the next whatever one or two matches. Now Pakistan is not very happy with this ban. They are saying, why... Was he only given 50% of match fee? He should also be banned for, you know, X many days. This ball tampering is not something that one person does, right? It cannot be, right? Very good point, yes. It, it, it isn't because Faf Duplessis has got no direct benefit from tampering a ball. He needs to keep his fingers crossed and hope that Dale Stain reverses it. So the reward is barely anything. So the whole team has to be in it. Especially the captain. Especially, Especially the, captain. the captain, you bet. Do you know, we've played gully cricket at college and school. We've never been taught by our coaches to look after the cricket ball. I've been reading articles where terms like ball management. Oh yeah, there is one guy designated for it. Yeah, I didn't know that. And it's Alistair Cook in England. He has this unique ability of not sweating at all. When he was in India, when he scored all those centuries and double centuries in India, he did not sweat at all. So he doesn't have sweaty palms. So his job is to ensure that there is no sweat or the ball doesn't get wet on the rough side of the ball. And it's taken so seriously that if you bounce the ball for no apparent reason, then you could get a dressing down in the dressing room later. And then there are some people saying that you should legalize it, legalize it. Everyone's doing it. Why don't you just legalize no, no, it? No, 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 no. That'll be crazy. <laughs> but no, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy for the bowlers, man. Imagine in a one-day cricket match, in the 34th over, you change the ball just when it starts to reverse. And the bowlers are like, oh, man, you've got smaller grounds, flatter wickets, boundaries are in. <laughs> People come to watch us, uh, you know, being you know, hit around. There is T20 cricket. Everybody has gotten used to 350 runs being chased down. How come Pakistanis could do it then? Oh, pa- they are gifted. They are gifted. They are gifted and they know the art of ball tampering without getting caught. But no, man. Per square feet area, Pakistan has got better fast bowlers than anywhere else in the world. So let's give them some credit. But Imran Khan did produce a book back in 1994 where he said that he lifted a sieve in one of the county matches. And he also used a you know, cork, which is thumbs up ka cork hota, to, uh. to rough up one side of the ball. Akash Chopra, another ex-cricketer, he's written a long column about ins and outs of ball tampering. He says, I had a teammate who could do it while talking to an umpire and the umpire wouldn't know it. Oh, is it? Yeah. So, it's <laughs> he's written that in Crick Info back in 2010, an article when that Afridi got caught. And Afridi is a foolish character. You know, he... He is, man. He, there was a match between Pakistan and England in Faisalabad and there was a huge bomb blast that happened outside while the match was on. So, all the cameras just went berserk. The attention was on the blasts and the fielders didn't know what was happening. During that time, Afridi went in the middle of the pitch and did a pirouette with his spikes on. He dug his spikes inside the pitch and there was just right. one, one solitary camera which was a master shot. You know, a camera that takes the right. whole stadium. Right above the bowlers. Hand. 
Yes. Oh, so, the, oh, okay. The, the yeah. long shot, which takes, which, which basically, Afridi was, a, was as small as an ant in that video, but you could see him doing a little dance step on the pitch and he was again penalized. So that was our episode number 187 for you. We will be back next week and we have to complete 200 because that's what Sachin did. Right, and he did it in 25 years, so he only took 7. <laughs> oh, we completed 8 years. Oh, seven, 8, alright, eight, 8. 8 years back in October. We should be happy that a few of our listeners have stuck around and they keep posting <laughs> messages on Facebook and we do read them. Thank you very much, really. It feels good that, it's, that there is somebody listening to our chatter on the app. Absolutely. That's about it, guys. You know what to do. Log on to www.theindicas.com for the rest of the episodes. Uh, you can also log on and... Please join in on our Facebook group. Just search for Intercast Podcast Network out there. You will get a bunch of us out there. Please comment. You can follow us on Twitter as well at Intercast. I'm AC Mahatri. Abhishek is at Abhishek Kumar. So please go ahead and do the needful. Oh, that's a corporate corporate jargon. Do the needful. You know, my my colleagues from the US, they are very, they didn't know about this, right? Now, when they send emails, they <laughs> type in DTN. Just just DTN, which means do the needful. <laughs> and then you, you got to tell them that's hey. about it guys. okay that's about it yes bye bye <laughs> <laughs> yes. keep it for the next episode yeah let's do that now you're adding color oh yes when it's not required and a color is not appreciated in the last paragraph they tell me my readers it's only good in the first paragraph there you go man yeah See, man yeah. Us current affairs to writing tips from someone at Economist so everything we should end now, I think. Or I think we are already, we will keep this one behind the scenes. <laughs> yes. Bye bye.